Good morning, Nerd Clan. Actually, sorry, it's not no, it's not morning. It's afternoon. I'm driving home from work, and uh, today we're doing Blake's Book Club, otherwise known as Driving in Cars with Blake. And we are talking about Voyager Chapter Three, Frank, and full disclosure. Um, I quite liked this chapter. I am actually getting a sense uh, from this book so far that there are many, many more things. Uh, small details that are happening that the show either glanced over or I mean or glossed over or um, just didn't feel the need to address and that is neither good nor bad it's just simply different uh, as I've discussed in the previous couple of episodes uh, definitely the first one my memory of season three of Outlander is foggy at best um, and but my recollection of the first number of episodes, as you guys know, is is one of real warmth. I really, 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 really enjoyed the first, I think, four or five episodes of season three. So it's neither better nor worse uh, in terms of the book so far. It's just different, and I'm trying to decide whether or not <clears throat> um, I liked the opening of season three the show better than the opening of the book better or if opening the the book differently would have been more successful my guess well my my developing take on it is that I think I quite like how the book opened um it was it was very uh like I said gutsy um <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, it was gutsy. It, it it let you know that Jamie was in fact alive. It, and now, as Bree and Roger and Claire are doing their research, you know fully that Jamie is in fact alive after Culloden. And there's also still some mystery that's involved. Jamie gets set free, essentially, uh, by Lord Melton, and he, he, he's like, okay, I'm going to put you back at Lallybrock, and what happens to you there, or what happens to you on the way is out of my control, but at least I didn't kill you. So, when Bree discovers uh, this rock formation named after a laird uh, who hid in a cave for seven years, uh, it makes you it, that there's still that bit of mystery where it's like, wow, okay, this makes sense. Um, I, I do feel a little bit like, wow, that's, uh, you know, that's very fortuitous that she comes up with that because, as we know, the the story is real. Uh, the story that Bree talks about, and I, I love the distinction that Roger makes. That each of these stories, uh, especially you know before a certain time, a, a lot of these stories are just oral story. There's no real written record of them, and uh, people who were writing them down had to decipher, or really couldn't even decipher what was true, what was fake, uh, or what was a real recounting. So. I really, really liked that. I liked that distinction. Roger, so far in the books, uh, I think is, for, for me, is a much better, uh, much smarter, more 
relatable character. Um, someone that I, you know, I, I, I identify with a lot more. I think that is probably due in part to the fact that the show just doesn't or didn't know how to handle Roger. I would probably argue that they still don't know how to handle Roger. Um, and more importantly, I, I would argue that the show still doesn't know how to handle the transition of making Claire and Jamie the, the main focus uh, and, and, and not in so many words, pass the torch to Roger and Bree. Uh, I would say that the show is still struggling with that. But regardless, Roger is a, is a much better character uh, in the books so far. Uh, much more relatable. And what we can see here in the first three chapters is that there's essentially three main stories um, that will more than likely play out. One is Claire, uh, right after she came back, with uh, uh, as being pregnant with Bree, uh, and then you know finding herself in the arms of Frank, and then obviously having Bree. Um, but also we have the story of Jamie. Uh, that should be and more than likely will be uh, interspersed throughout the throughout the book here, uh, primarily because we have this introduction of the Dunbonnet and his hiding and uh, and then what happened to him afterwards. Uh, what? How did he get there? So I imagine that story will play out. Uh, and then, of course, we have uh, the, the third story of Claire with an adult Brie and Roger researching uh, Jamie to figure out what happened to him. And is it really possible for Claire to go back in time eventually? Uh, again, that, that is Roger saying that, not necessarily Claire or Brie, but Roger. Brie... Uh, also in this third story, this future, if you will, story, um, I feel like is a lot more approachable uh, and a lot more, uh, again, relatable um, in, in the book. Uh, just w- how she figures out the Dunbonnet with, in, in waving her hair in front of Roger's face. and uh, She seems much more assertive, um, yet... Um, uh, real uh, in the show I felt that Brie you know early on was just a character for the sake of being a character she was Brie because that's what the story demanded her to be she wasn't a real thing she wasn't a real character she was doing what the what the page said as opposed to existing um and, and, and that's the idea, right? Uh, that The idea that as a character you have to exist beyond the page. Uh, you have to exist and be a, a set of um, qualities, not just this is my hair or this is my height or these are the color eyes or this is what I do for a living or this is what I major in or this is who I'm in love with. Um, you know, uh, that, that famous, you know, the famous comparison I always make is tell me about Han Solo. Don't tell me what he does. 
Don't tell me what he flies. Don't tell me what he looks like. Tell me about Han Solo. Can you do it? And immediately, I know you can. Uh, in the show, you could not do that with Brianna. In the book, I'm getting a sense that you can do that, uh, which is great. Um, 